It's a real privilege to be here and to just share a few thoughts, a few words from that passage with you this evening. And when I was in my early 20s, I played a lot of five-a-side football. I was playing it two, three times a week, and I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I was pretty good. I used to score a heck of a lot of goals, as Joe knows, because sometimes I play on a, on a Monday night now. But after about five or six years of playing five aside, I thought, this was my time. This was my time to join the big boys and play 11 aside, full pitch football. And having been prolific at five aside, I thought I could stroll into the <coughs> not so mighty uh, Wooten and uh, do exactly the same. Score loads and loads of goals at 11 aside, playing the same way, doing the same thing. Game one, no goals. Game two, no goals. Game three, four, five, six, no goals. What was going wrong? I mean, it's the same shaped ball. There was the same unfit referee. It's the same rules. I was making all the same runs. I was taking up the same positions, but no goals. No goals. I couldn't understand why I could be so good at five aside. I wasn't really, but, you know, so good at five aside and, and yet really bad at 11 aside. What was going on? I mean, it's the same game after all. They're both football, right? Well, in today's passage, Jesus announces that God's mission is on the cusp of its own trans. Um, transitional moment. He's not going from five aside to 11 aside. It's, it's a slightly different change, but it is a transitional moment. God was about to do something new. But just as God's saving mission in the world had always faced opposition in the past, so it would continue to face opposition. Jesus tells his disciples, expect persecution. Expect persecution because the world even those who have read the scriptures and should know better do not know me. They do not know God. If you want to be my disciple, expect persecution. It is coming. People who do not know Jesus, Jesus' ways are alien to them. In fact, they are... They're almost threatening to them because they challenge the status quo. They challenge the way life is. And they say that that power or that power is no longer God, that Jesus is king. He is the great power of this world and all things must one day submit to him. So if you follow me, those powers are going to kick back at you. So expect persecution. But if that's not bad enough news for the disciples... Jesus says, and by the way, I'm not going to be there with you. I'm going to him who sent me. Now, of course, we know that Jesus is talking about his death, but the disciples don't know that. And they don't know that that is the path that Jesus needs to take to fulfill God's purposes in the world. You see, on hearing this news, Jesus' disciples should be filled with faith. Faith because of what God is about to do. Faith because of what God is going to complete and bring bring victory 
to his great plan. But instead, they are filled with grief. Grief. Now back to my five aside, 11 aside problem. You see, I was playing 11 aside like I was playing five aside. I was making all the right runs for five aside. I was taking up all the right positions for five aside. But they were all the wrong positions. They were all the wrong places to be for 11 aside. Despite five aside and 11 aside being is that kind of the same game, they're both football. In fact, they're very different games, and you have to play them in a slightly different way. Rather than looking back to the way I used to play at five aside, I needed to look forward. I needed to look up to my manager to learn a new way of playing, a different way of playing the game. You see, the disciples suffered from the same problem that I had on that football pitch. They were looking backwards. They were grasping hold of what they knew rather than looking forwards to what was yet to come. Who would lead their team? Who would protect them? Who would fearlessly call out sin, the oppressor, the unjust, the imposter? Who would help, his, help the people see God in that kind of clarity that Jesus was able to do? Who would do those amazing miracles that Jesus was able to do? Jesus had done all those things in the past. Who would do them when he has gone? And perhaps even more than this, the sense of loss of losing their friend. Losing his presence among them. But despite what the world is about to throw at the disciples... Jesus' impending departure wasn't a moment for grief. It's not a moment to look backwards, but to look upwards and forwards. Upwards and forwards. You see, Jesus' Jesus's departure was God's plan for the world. And it would release a new way of being God's people here on earth. And it would be a multiplication. Multiplication. I can't say that word. How do you say that word? Someone shouted at me. Multiply. It will multiply Jesus' ministry here on earth. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. He says this to his backwards-looking, grief-stricken disciples. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus was one man. And so his presence was tied to one place and one time. But the arrival of the Holy Spirit, his presence could become an essential part of everyday life. In every age. What God had been doing locally through Jesus, God would now do globally through the Holy Spirit. You see, the presence of Jesus was never intended for the privileged few who got to hang out with him. It was intended for every single human being for all of eternity. Jesus 
and his disciples, if you like, they were, they were playing five-a-side, and soon they'd get the opportunity to play 11-a-side. And although Jesus wouldn't be there physically with him, he would be there all the same through his spirit. The spirit at work in um, the spirit at work in the, the Jesus' followers all over the globe would, would continue Jesus' ministry. The ministry that Jesus had started would continue with the Spirit. And he, the Spirit, would lead them. He would protect them. He would empower them. So they too could fearlessly call out sin in the world. That they could stand up to the oppressor, the unjust, the imposter. Being empowered by the Spirit would continue the revelation of God in the world. And they would continue to see miracles, just as Jesus had done. And the Spirit would also convict them where they turned wrong, where they messed up. And he would bring them back into line with Jesus. You see, through the same Spirit, the same presence of Jesus that left them that day when he was crucified would never leave them again when the Spirit came because he would go with them everywhere. So through his Spirit, Jesus couldn't be any more present, any more protective of his followers. Not only would he be in one town, but he'd be in every city, town, and village all over the globe. He wouldn't just be with 12 followers, but he'd be with every single follower all of the time. And that's why at this at first slightly distressing news that Jesus brings to his disciples isn't a time to look backwards, but a time to look forwards. It's not a time for grief, it's a time for faith. Because God is doing a new thing. And it won't be contained to Galilee and Judea and Israel but every corner of the globe. And not only that, when the Spirit comes, we get a foretaste, a foretaste of what is yet to come. When eternity, when God dwells with his people. Here in the UK, we face our own transitional moment, don't we? we as, as lockdown eases and society begins to open up again. And I believe this is a moment to grasp hold of and to not look back too much, but to look upwards and forwards. Because there's a, a new normal that is coming. And like five-a-side and 11-side, which are both football but very different games, what is to come, the new normal, is going to be different to the pre-COVID normal. Society is going to have changed. So as God's people here in Chiswick, as individuals who love Jesus and long to see him made known, perhaps we too need to realign ourselves, to, to come to Jesus and confess and say, God, I've... Where I've gone wrong, I, I want to come back to you. And then come and empower me with your spirit so that I may join in with what you are going to be doing in this new normal that is yet to come.
Maybe this is a reset moment that we have. An opportunity to come before Jesus and say, here I am. And to turn our eyes and fix our eyes on him afresh and to ask for his presence that we may be God's people. Of course, there is some looking back that is good and right to do. The cost of COVID has been high. And it is right that we grieve for those people and loved ones that we've lost, for some of the good things that we've lost in society. That's right. But society and the world will have changed. And I don't want to be caught playing five aside when I could be playing 11 aside. I had a, a manager to help me transition from five aside to 11 aside. We've got something far, far better. We've got the Holy Spirit, God's presence with us. And so my encouragement this evening is this. Turn to Jesus afresh. And ask his spirit to fill us, to give us his sight for the world around us. Ask him to give us fresh boldness, fresh, fresh ideas, fresh vision for what it means to be his people here, right now. That when the doors open, that when lockdown lifts, we can go out with full courage and boldness and wisdom and godly empowerment to be his people and see Chiswick transformed or wherever it is we live if you're watching online, transformed by his love, his power. So this evening, that's what I'd love us to do is just to spend some time waiting on God, saying, here I am. Help me realign with with you right now. Convict me where I need convicting so so that I may be your person. Carrying your hope, carrying your freedom to those around me. So I'm going to just hand back to Nicola to lead us in a time of response.